Warning, Ian hates music. Adults only. Explicit content. Bad language. Controversial topics. Ian hates music. Warning. And welcome everyone to part two of another Ian Hates Music Anniversary Show. Ian here, and this is going to be a very quick intro. There is so much show to get to. Obviously, so much goes on in the anniversary shows that I cut this into two parts. So if anyone is unfamiliar, I just want to let you know, in this part, we are going to begin right away with the remainder of the weekly show. So that means album reviews. And then we're going to go ahead and go through the show normally. But then there is another awesome special guest that we are going to close out the show with. I do not want to ruin the surprise. Normally, I would hype everything up. But I think it's cooler for you to just find out when you listen. So once again, thank you to everyone. I hope you enjoy this. Here it is. Ian Hates Music Anniversary Show Part 2. All right, everyone. I hope you've been enjoying these special guests. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show, as we mentioned. It's album review time, and we're going to start off tonight with Tonight Alive, Underworld, on Hopeless Records. This is a power pop alt-rock band from Australia. 13 tracks. This is their fourth full-length album. Dave, I want to throw it to you first before I get into some stuff. Ice in my veins, Ian. Oh. I can feel it coming. Worst albums of 2018. Um, yeah, uh, this this might make that list. Uh, this is annoying. Uh, <laughs> it's annoying. It's pop. Um, right. Definitely, it's on the rel- It's on the border of be- even being in our scene. I think. And as I said earlier in the show, I was going to bring up a possible show I was going to go to, mm-hmm. and I didn't want. I want to save it for album reviews. Well, I want to see Silverstein, but I do not want to see Tonight Alive. Um, <laughs> at all i want to see picturesque i don't want to see tonight alive i don't know what i'm going to do i might just go take a dump the entire time when they're on on set because i think i'd imagine what a long dump before silverstein well so i was going to bring that up during this as well <laughs> so that concert is kind of stacked because it's got two friends of the show on it it's got yep. broadside and picturesque broadside. so i plan on going and talking to dorian as well as you know talking to kyle but it's also a co-headlining tour. Yeah. Now, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how Tonight Alive is not the opener for Silverstein all the time. But I think they're yeah. trying to really push Tonight Alive. So that's why. So I don't know when I see them, because I already have my tickets. When I see them, 
I don't know if Silverstein will be the first one up or if they'll be second. Yeah. But what I, I will say about that is I have seen Tonight Alive before when they were a okay. younger band. I am interested to see how they pull this stuff off live. Yeah. Because it, it's very pop. I mean. But I don't know. I might even question you on that a little bit. It's definitely, there is pop there, but yeah. they do range into the rock side of things. And that's why, yeah. to me, this album seems relatively disjointed. It, it, yeah. It's spot on. It's disjointed. Um, I don't know if it should be covered, but then again, it should be because it does have some rock elements. Um, yeah. There's distorted guitars. The there's, you know, <laughs> I guess. And this is what I kind of want to bring up here too. So there are two guest vocalists, by the way, Lynn yeah. Gunn of Pivris and Corey Taylor. And I was yeah. not expecting the Corey Taylor thing, but we'll no. get to that in a second. What I want to say about this is the same thing. I think I said about Pivris as well. Sure. We probably don't have to talk about these bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you were flipping around on the radio, which I don't do, and I know you probably don't do either, but if no. for some reason we were taking a trip with people, if someone gave me the choice between this band, Tonight Alive, Pivris, something like that, or a regular pop or hip-hop station or something like that, I would rather listen to this because it's not like making me angry. It's just yeah. I see how there could be better stuff here. It's just not, yeah. but at least there's some instruments. You know what I mean? Like, at yeah. least there are people trying in these bands. Yeah. We think. I guess we'll see them a lot. Well, I know you will. I, I'm still on the fence on buying my tickets. So. Right, right. Well, I can tell you for sure, and you know, maybe this was just what they did originally, but when I saw Pivris when they were with Bring Me the Horizon, they really rocked up their stuff. They, they turned the guitars up. Like, it sounded way more rock than when okay. you just listen to an album. So... I don't know if they've completely changed because that last album was really like electronics and a lot of other shit. So that's what I would say for this. I don't want to totally bash it. It's just not our style really anymore. But there's yeah. definitely like they're kind of tiptoeing on the edge of like, hey, there's some okay stuff here. There are guitars. There are distorted guitars too. And then I do yeah. want to make a mention. That Corey Taylor ballad, that like duet, which yeah. I was not expecting – I guess the one thing I can say is suck it, Chad Kroger of Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it reminded me. And I couldn't even get yeah. through that without laughing because when I thought of it, I started laughing. That reminded me of a Nickelback song. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing and this is how you remind me. Yeah. And that song should be super popular. Like, if that's not uh, on every radio station right now, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the guest spots in this album felt very out of place and forced. Well, yeah, they just, with Pivris, we talked about this when we did the single. It just sounds like a Pivris song. It does. So, yeah. Just like it. Boring. Oh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's give people a little taste and let's play a little bit of Crack My Heart.
So once again, that's Tonight Alive, Underworld on Hopeless Records. Next up, we have Fight the Fade with Mass CP. And this is an independent release. This is six tracks. I would say this is rock with hints of industrial and electronics. And I thought Mass was a great way to open up the EP in general. Yeah, definitely. This one, it, uh, this one took me a minute to really like wrap my head around. Um, this album, sometimes the vocal, the vocals are kind of dis, uh, distant. I guess sure. um, they kind of feel out of place, and sometimes, but this entire album sounds like a really good soundtrack to like a video game that I, I always play. Oh, sure, <laughs> it fits right in. It's like a dirt bike video game. Like literally, they need to take this EP, send it to <laughs> so many of these like. Uh, I don't know what THQ studios, whatever they have and um, say, Hey, check this out. And on that note, Ian, the game I'm about to buy the soundtrack to the fucking game is an asking Alexandria song. So there's no way I'm escaping that song. Oh, that album. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, this, this EP was great for what it was. I, the, the vocals sometimes were kind of out of it. Um, they kind of faded a little bit, kind of took a back seat on when I feel like they should have been up front in a couple of these songs. Well, I think this is another one of those bands that's really good at creating an atmosphere. Yeah. You know what I mean? They set a mood, they set an atmosphere, and they process the vocals a lot. And I think that's part of the style. Mm -hmm. So I understand where you're coming from, but I think that's kind of part of it as well. Yeah. But I definitely get what you're saying. Look, I thought there were some really great soaring vocals and harsh uncleans at like the right yeah. times yeah the structure of the songs were just perfect like right good balance everywhere yeah i agree with that so yeah i mean i like this and i'm going to go back to their previous work and check out everything they've done because i did substantially enjoy this yeah did they have any full lengths or just eps in the past i want to say there's a full length and then maybe another ep i could be wrong okay that. but this was a new band to me so that's why I had yeah. to go back and really give it some time. But I very much enjoyed my listen through this. Yep. So I say, let's go ahead and listen to Bullet. Time if you want to. It's too late for your crying. I don't plan on forgiving you. You're long past So once again, that's Fight the Fade with Mass CP, and this is an independent release. Next up, we have Autumn Estate with their self-titled EP, and this is a self-release. This is a pretty small New York-based post-hardcore alt-rock screamo emo band. Six tracks where one is an intro, and this definitely has that kind of old-school screamo feel. Yeah. I was gonna say I I'm mad at this band for one reason. Two reasons. Okay. One reason 
they killed my battery today by streaming YouTube. Um, <laughs> cause I kept playing it over and over. This is a nice. very, 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 very good EP. Yeah, no, I agree. I really enjoy going through this and yeah, man, you can definitely hear in just even the guitars that sometimes feel like early escape the fate. Yep. Like it's really well done. And then the switch off between the cleans and uncleans, like the timing of that is so, Perfect. yeah. And it's early old school screamo, which I'm a big fan of early post hardcore. Oh, and yeah, man, there's passion and strained uncleans melody. They really, I, I have to say it again. They really capture that old school feel that I very much enjoy. Pulled right from my favorite, I would say era right. of this scene. I think it was very similar to beyond unbroken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty much like when we do like, all of our favorite bands from Breakdown from the past, yeah. this band came from that era, but they're new. So right. I really like it. No, very true. So yeah, I would say for people that are a little bit iffy, give the EP a few run-throughs. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. just listen to the first part and go like, oh, this is a ripoff, you know, whatever. I'm not into this style. Give it a few listens. It's damn good stuff and it will definitely grow on you. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not into the style... Get into this style because your style probably sucked before. Oh, harsh words. <laughs> harsh words coming from Dave. So yeah, <laughs> to give you a feel of this, let's take a listen to Atlantis. So once again, that's Autumn Estate with their self-titled EP, and that's a self-release. Next up, we have Capstan in the wake of our Discord EP, and this is on Adventure Cat Records. This is their third EP, I believe. Seven tracks with one intro track. This is progressive post-hardcore, somewhere around there. And I really like the cleans and uncleans, over-the-top technical guitar work, and really driving drums and bass. I really enjoyed this EP. Yeah, this was awesome. Only complaint is I wish it had like three more so I can call this an album. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. But this band, I've followed for a while now. Yep. And they're always damn good. And this is just getting better. I know they're probably going to be cranking out more music. And they seem like really nice guys on all social media platforms. So mm -hmm. definitely give them a follow. Right. Yeah, this, this thing's gold. This is a band I'd love to have on the show. Yes, definitely. They're so good at like crafting the right song. Like Their composition is fucking great. Yeah. Down to the damn artwork, they're great. Yeah. Like, they even have like this, uh, like, what is that? Like a, a pelican? They have it on every like album cover in like a different way. I think that's really creative. So 
shout out to whoever they're doing have doing their artwork. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like when there's a theme that continues. Yeah, yeah I definitely enjoy that. But yeah, man, I mean, just really, really well done. And I got to say, this is probably on the early edition of the best of 2018 EPs right here. Definitely. So yep. it's very hard to really explain how good this EP is. You really got to just take a listen. Yeah. And I want to play the final track on the EP. I was going to say. But Dave, do you know how to say luck. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck saying the track and good luck picking a favorite. Do you know how to pronounce that word? No. De- Me neither. Didn't. Den- denouement then Den- denouement like it almost like denouement? it's french or something yeah i'll just spell it for everyone it's d-e-n-o-u-e-m-e-n-t that's the track we're playing <laughs> Once again, that's Capstan in the wake of our Discord EP, and that's on Adventure Cat Records. Oh, Dave, the moment I've been waiting for, the moment uh, I know you've been waiting for. Oh, you know it. We saved the best for last. This is Black Veil Brides, Veil, on Lava Records. I'm going to say it right now, Sir BVB Army General reporting to duty, Sir. <laughs> This is a band that is always tough to put in one category. They go from glam rock to early post-hardcore to metal to pop rock, etc., etc. This is their fifth full-length album. This is 12 tracks with one intro. And man, I just want to hear what you have to say. I've been waiting for this for a week. Uh, So, I have a lot to say on this. Phew. This is my first time actually listening to a Blackfield Brides album start to finish. What the what? This is the first time. Well, yeah. That's, and I wasn't expecting a literal answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will say I can appreciate it for what it is. I, I, I do. It's just hard to pinpoint. It's not my sound. Right. I can appreciate it for what it is. I feel like it's very hard to put this in our scene. And Really? Because it, it's like early days of like, my dad would fucking listen to this. Man. <laughs> like, it, it's so weird. I still, I, I, I've listened to the album a couple times mm-hmm. and I'm still like struggling to tell you what era this music's from. It's not from around this time. Production's insanely, insanely great right. on all of these tracks. So very crystal clear everything. Um, it's like, 
someone from like, I, see, I can't pinpoint what year it would be from, had an advanced studio in the future. Like, it just something's not lining up here. I'm still confused. So you should go back and listen to We Sits These Wounds. Okay, so I, I did. Okay. And, and I do really remember liking, of course, the two most popular songs on the album. Right. Perfect Weapon and Knives and Pens. Sure. I really like those songs, but there there is a there is a huge a sound change. I mean, this is well, more like the emo post-hardcore sound. So they went from having that screamo, emo, post-hardcore sound, which you mentioned, to almost being a glam rock 80s band. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad you said it because I felt weird saying it. No, no, you're yeah. absolutely right because if you listen to any more of their albums, they definitely have, especially the next one, I believe, after We Sipsy's Wounds. Very, very like glam eighties for sure. Yeah. Even the way they were dressing and everything too. But it looks like Kiss. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there are always from then on elements of that throughout their entire careers. Now yeah. I fall off and on with their music. Okay. I don't really listen to the second album at all. And then I listen to random songs on all the rest of the albums. So and I was also confused by iTunes has their we Stitched These Wounds in coming out in 2011. And the second album, Set the World on Fire, okay. also coming out in 2011. I don't think that happened. Okay. I, I was very confused by the time because it, it would go 2011, 2011. No. We Stitched These Wounds came 14? out in 2012. No, 2012. 2012 okay, okay. Hold on. We're talking over each other. 2012 was Wretched and Divine. Yeah. Okay. It basically went, they put out an album every year. Okay. And then they also did extra, like, oh, here's an album with spoken word, and you know, here's an album with like extra stuff in it. They they like to do that kind of thing. But okay. Veil to me is definitely their best album since We Stitch These Wounds. Okay. All right. So I, I could I could understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely really, really like this album. I knew I was going to because I love the last one. I think that okay. single is so fucking good. And okay. What you have to know here is it's not like your fucking brain has to be working to listen to Black Veil Brides, all right? They're oh. just fun. That's what they are. They're fun. They're uplifting. This is definitely an album that you could be listening to most of it while you're lifting weights, while you're exercising. Like, that's the kind of thing. It's fun. It's uplifting. It's going to get you through your tough moments. Like, that's what they're about. And believe me, people make fun of me for liking this band. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I couldn't yeah. <laughs> care less. What you can tell about this band all the time is, one, you can't get this band wrong. A Black Veil Bride song is not going to come on and you're going to go, I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, it's obvious. You know yeah. what I mean? They have made their sound and it is yeah. their sound because one thing, whether you like Andy's vocals or not, he is a very unique vocalist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Another thing on top of that is their guitarists are really, really talented. Yeah, they're very technical with their work. I could tell that, yeah. So no matter what, you've got those two parts there. Now you can joke around that they're going, whoa, whoa, uh -huh. like in all their songs. And that is true. I mean. Yeah, but they, yeah, they had like this, the structure of like the song would fit in with today's scene, like of music and what we, what we usually cover. It's just his vocal style is what puts them in that 80s glamour rock. A different vocalist would change this band completely. Right. And I miss hearing him do unclean vocals. I definitely do. Uh -huh. 
but they've changed their sound into what they want to do. Andy Beerside doesn't have to worry about what we think. You know, uh-huh. he's not only got his Andy Black character, he's got this. He could start whatever he wants to do. Yeah. The thing that I liked is there really wasn't any filler in this. It just had the little intro track, and the rest of it is just straight up good rock to me. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed the composition. I mean, you take a take a track like take a track like Dead Man Walking. It's an eight okay. and a half minute song. But it has that great orchestral ending to it. And that's why the song is so long. But they yeah. did something different there. And then there are all these songs with these great, like, simple guitar riffs that just really, really work, you know? Yeah. I think people wouldn't hate on this band as much if AP didn't choke us with them, you know? That is partially true. You are partially yeah. correct on that. The other part, though, is the way they dress you know, like, oh, definitely, yeah. you know, I'm sure a bunch of guys are kind of confused about why they find Andy a little attractive. Like, I'm sure that <laughs> happens as well. So I understand people making fun of them, but I can also say I've seen them live and they work their asses off. Yep. You know, I remember seeing them with all the makeup on and all that shit mm-hmm. and they were still there rocking and doing their thing. So sure. I don't care. Make fun of me. Make great jokes about them and i'll still laugh i don't give a shit but i like their music so yeah it's just the way it is but yeah yep. for me this is just a really fun album yeah and it brings up a good point i feel like black Veil brides and motionless and white i don't think they would be where they are today if they didn't look so outrageous right sometimes a look does help with yeah. just getting you out there it, it does yep. for sure and black Veil brides are very good at that they also tapped into that subgroup of teenagers and little kids who grew up getting bullied basically saying it doesn't matter you like our music we like you we're here for you all that kind of stuff and it really worked and you can tell they're not being fake about that and i think that's the big part too yeah they're marketing geniuses i will say that no they are the outsiders like that's they even though you know, even though you could compare them to water parks with how much AP is going to push them and everything, they are a legitimate, like, this is how they feel, and this is the type of band they are. I don't see fakeness in them. No. And maybe I'm wrong about it, because, you know, Andy Black goes off, Andy goes off and does, you know, his side project where it's almost like, you know, techno EDM type things almost, yeah. but... I really do think that he thinks of himself as an outsider that made it. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. So, let's give people more of a taste, and let's play Ballad of the Lonely Hearts. They've done it all, just listen, take a vote.
So once again, that's Black Veil Brides, Veil on Lava Records. There we go, Dave. Got some good stuff on this episode. Oh, yeah. That was a full episode. That's for sure. (laughs) I don't even know what to make of you sometimes, man. I don't either, really. (laughs) So coming up on January 19th, we have WOW. You know, that's what I was looking at. I was somewhat distracted, to be honest with you, because next week, (laughs) next week, I'm going to be in pain. Yeah. So we have Terror Universal, Earth Caller, Out of My Eyes, Fallout Boy, Cane Hill, and Of Mice and Men. Wow. Yep. Zero fun for me. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not really familiar with the first three, but I have a feeling. I got a feeling. I <laughs> I hope that our minds are changed. I hope. I, I really do. You don't know how much I would love to come on the show next week and say, I love that new Fall Out Boy album and not be joking about <laughs> it. If you like the new Fall Out Boy album, I will personally buy you a Rock on the Range ticket <laughs> and your ticket to fly here so we can go see Rock on the Range or whatever. I'll set your booth up too. Fuck, man. I hope that happens. I really do. (laughs) If you like that album. Yep. I hope so. I know you love that new single. Oh. Oh, my God. Dave, I thought they went back into the studio to retool. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just wow. Oh, my life. Speechless. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Turns out on the anniversary episode of Ian Hates Music, we have... Some hate mail. If you think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self righteous pose and wanna be right or candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Jeremy! Shove it up your ass! So review that, Einstein! Alright, everyone, it is hate mail time. You can ask us hate mail questions at any time by going to Twitter and Instagram at Ian Hates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then, of course, Ian Hates at gmail.com. This question comes to us from Lindsay. She says, how do we feel about all the self-releases lately? And is it something we enjoy? So, Dave, why don't you take us away? And this is pretty easy for me. I really enjoy these self-releases um i feel like when we tag them or uh see them in the comments they're more like they're most likely to interact with us and i feel like they just appreciate it a little bit more sometimes and i think that goes a long way and we keep them on our radar for when they are signed and honestly most of the self-releases we've had so far this year have been great too so that helps yeah i think really it just goes to i want bands to do the best that they can so yeah. if self-releasing means they get more money, then I think that's great. And obviously, there are lots of labels that I love. Yeah, Two of them for sure are ones that have been on the show, Revival Recordings and Manicat Records. Yep, I know that they're working for bands and trying to make the best for bands. I might not be able to say that for all labels. We don't really know for sure. But so really, I'm worried about the bands themselves. Yeah, and... When they put out a self-release, I know that they, they're they all in, you know? Right. And for the changing of the times, you can go to independent studios. 
and you can make a studio in your basement or yeah. wherever. And bands are now being able to do that. Lots of bands have their own studios. Dawson Schultz, for example, Johnny yep. Frank. They have studios that you can go actually get stuff done and you don't have to have a label. Yeah, it's really just all about the bands. And if this makes it easier for us to get music as well, then I'm all for it. And I hope that people go out and support these bands as well. Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. Much appreciated, Lindsay. And yeah, I hope other people send us a bunch of hate mail in the future as well. Because we've got a lot of opinions. Oh, yeah. We have a ton of opinions. (laughs) And on that note, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's time for a breakdown from the past. It is. All right, Dave, break down from the past time. What do you got for me this week? I'm ashamed I haven't brought this one up sooner, Ian. Oh. I really am. So are you familiar with the band Covette? I am. And what was your opinion on this band? I don't remember. Oh, I'm not sure that's a good one. Are you sure it's, is it Covet? I don't know. I think it's Covet. We'll go with, we'll go with Covet. Okay. Or Covet. Driving my so, red Covet. <laughs> wow, that was a terrible joke. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so this is um before of my cement. Well, before Day Shell, before of my cement. This is Shaylee. Right, that's why name. I know it. Yep. So this is before of my cement. Went to of my cement. Then when he like reformed this band, it was the same members in Day Shell, but now they're gone, and it's him and two or three other guys. Um, but yeah, this was like early beginnings. Can't be found on iTunes. Um, this is definitely a YouTube um, thing, but there, there's a good amount of views. So I'm kind of pissed it's not on iTunes or I don't know if it's on Spotify or not. Ian would know that. It is. Oh, lucky bastard. Um, <laughs> Spotify rules. <laughs> you know, I almost made the switch, but it's such a pain in the ass to like put all my music over. So I don't know if I want to do that. Well, we also did not mention the big lawsuit that was brought against Spotify as well for like billions of dollars. So we will talk about that when we know more on the situation. So who knows? I have no idea how that's going to affect Spotify, but at least right now it hasn't. Okay. So maybe I won't switch. Um, But yeah, this album was phenomenal. Um, Definitely put Shaylee on the map. His vocals are so unique. He stands out in the crowd to me. Earlier in the show, we were talking about Andy sticking out. I think Shaylee does the same for me. Mm-hmm. His voice is very, very, very familiar to me. So, so many good songs in this. Um, I would suggest playing the song In the Mood.
That's definitely Shaylee, that's for sure. Yep. One of my favorites. Yeah, not bad, man. I haven't heard them in a Cough long time. Off. Get them on the show. <laughs> you might need to work on that. Hey, I might be seeing him March 1st. Oh. So what uh, what band are you throwing at me today? So today, I have a band called The Year Ends in Arson. Sounds brutal. It does, doesn't it? And <laughs> I honestly don't have a lot on this band because from what I know, they only had one full-length album that came out in 2009. Ah, uh, the glory years. That's right. I mean, I was just looking around. I was going through different things. I think I might have found this band after hearing Chugaboom. <laughs> but they're not similar. It's just funny that they were on like the kind of you know Spotify yeah. tunnel that you go down. But I enjoyed the hell out of this. And I wish I knew more about them, but I really don't. But the album is called Vessels. And I'm going to play a track called In the Fire of 93. man there we go that's a wrap it is but i do want to make a mention for everyone who's like hey i'm looking at my time here and they're at the end of the show and yet it seems like there's still an hour (laughs) plus left and that's because even though we are about to end the show for us i have one more surprise up my sleeve for the anniversary show so we have one more special guest so after we do our end of show announcements, we will go into that. And that's how the Ian Hates Music Anniversary Show will end this year. It's a good way to go out. I thought so. On that note, let's get to the end of the show. All right, Dave, do that thing you do. All right, guys, be in touch with us. I appreciated the uh, hate mail this week, so some more of that would be much appreciated. Maybe on me and me and Ian, we brought up some of our lists this year or this past year. Critique the hell out of it. Tell us what we <laughs> missed. 
make fun of us, do whatever you want. But more importantly, tell a friend, rate and review. Super easy. Don't be a pud. Just do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going out on today. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, you can get in contact with us. I know Ian's been cranking out some uh, some conversations. Yes. From what I my iTunes told me uh, yesterday morning, I think I haven't listened to it yet because it, today was a hellish day of work. So uh, gotcha. Tomorrow's plan is to listen to Ian Hates conversations. So I suggest you all do the same. Yeah, that one I put out on Sunday or late Saturday, actually, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and that is finally part two of Dawson Schultz of the ongoing concept. I talk about it at the beginning, but he got busy. I got busy. We had to push back the release, but now it is out there for everyone. And I make a special announcement during that Ian Hates conversations as well. I think you're really going to like it because not only do we go more in depth into places, we also go on a ton of different tangents. We talk about Star Wars. We talk about Marvel. We talk about a ton of stuff. So, you are really going to enjoy that a lot. Oh, yeah. I will for sure be intrigued to see Ian's um, opinion on Marvel, DC, Star Wars. That's always fun. <laughs> always he probably fun. got you nice and uh, pissed off, maybe? No, I can't. I can't be pissed off at great people. <laughs> so even having differing opinions on things still yeah. works, you know? Yep. That's what happens when logical people talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, you did well like, with, uh, with the Manic Cat uh records uh interview that is you, true. Uh, you had to hold back and i felt your pain i felt it but that's what good people do that is what good people do so check out all the ian hates conversations they're all free i have a ton more coming out i am editing stuff as we speak plus i have even more scheduled so keep a lookout for that tons of stuff happening with ian hates movies lots of behind the scenes stuff that i can't completely talk about yet But there is projected to be a brand new Ian Hates show that will probably be premiering around Valentine's Day. Ooh. I don't know how I will have time to do any of this, especially because I'm pretty sure that this episode itself is probably going to be almost around four hours. Okay, this this is a lengthy listen. Yeah, this might not come out on Thursday (laughs) like it normally does. (laughs) It's just not humanly possible, especially because I have a concert to go to tomorrow as well, which I will talk about next week on the show. But anyways, make sure you keep in contact with us, Twitter and Instagram, at Ian Hates Podcast, Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and then email me, ianhates at gmail.com. There will be more prize giveaways as more people like the show's. Like Dave said, make sure you go to iTunes and rate us five stars because that really does help. This is going to be a huge year for Ian Hates. It's a big, big year. And of course, I'm sure you're going to be more busy with conversations and a whole new new show maybe. So Ian, do you think you'll survive? Probably not. All right. But if I'm going to go down, I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Yep. Going down fucking swinging. Whatever Bon Jovi said is what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) but i just want to also take the time to thank everyone who listens to the show who shares the shows with their friends everyone who's made great suggestions for the show we are going to have a bunch of new segments that are going to start very soon we're going to have special guests come on the show as well tons of stuff 
we are making the mark on the scene because we are the scene. Once again, shows are going to be stealing everything that we do because we are going to be the first to do them. So Ian hates once again trailblazing throughout the podcast world. (laughs) I can't even tell you. I can't even explain some of the awesome things that are going to happen this year. So stay tuned. I don't for that. know them, guys. I no, really don't. I really never tell people what's going on. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and if you've noticed, I haven't even told you, Dave, right now on the anniversary show who I'm splicing in with interviews. I will find out when you guys find yeah. out. Yeah. When, when the episode pops up, I will know. When Dave listens, that's when he knows. <laughs> And that's the way I like to do things. So thank you to everyone who makes this show great. Thank you very much, Dave, for coming in here and adding a new element to the show. I love doing the anniversary shows because we do so much work and it's almost like an extra thing for all the fans. And that's why I put the extra amount of time into it because that's my thank you to all of you. Yep. And I'm proud to be on the show. So looking forward to a whole new year. Thank you, buddy. And on that note, I am not going to say my catchphrase to end the show because I say that with the special guest that we are going to end the show with. So I'm going to ask you, Dave, what are your final words for today? My final words, it's kind of a long one today. So my birthday's in April, guys. Woo! Keep pressuring Ian to get Shaylee as a guest. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how far away the... Oh, let's see. They will be at the... The Palladium? How far is that from you? An hour plus. It's in Worcester. All right. All right. So we're really going to have to persuade him to go to that show. Um, blow up his email. Just say, hey, <laughs> do it Do it for Dave. On that note, don't be a pud, guys. Dave's out of here. And I will leave you not the way I always do. Here's a special guest to end Ian Hates Music Anniversary Show. Thanks, everyone. All right, everyone, what would an Ian Hates Music anniversary episode be without bringing on one of my favorite people to talk about, the person that Kelly is probably super jealous of? This is Gray Sorensen of Charlatan. Gray, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I've had the conversation with Kelly I think she doesn't like when we talk because I think she worries for her job on Ian Hates Movies. Oh, she should. She, she should. should. It's true. <laughs> I'm coming in. I'm coming to snake her, man. <laughs> I've never met you, Kelly, but I'm going for you. <laughs> for sure, if we both had the time, there would be an Ian and Gray podcast. Yeah, that'd be a badass podcast for sure. Let's call it Grian. Grian. Gr- oh, Grian. Grian. Green. Um, <laughs> I'm not digging that. We're not no, sure. We're going to have to work terrible. on that, man. That was pretty bad. Yeah, I'll leave all yeah. the creative things up to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let you kind of ask the questions. Yes. You can do all the work. I'll yeah. be the ideas guy. <laughs> that's that's how all of my uh, professional relationships go. I'm just the idea. I'll let everybody else work. Well, at least I know, and I think the audience knows, that you have the good ideas, so that works. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope the ideas are worth 
I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be starting burning some bridges. People won't <laughs> want to just have my ideas anymore. I think I'm going to have to start contributing somehow at some point. <laughs> That's probably a good point. That probably is a good point. But great. Yeah. I did want to talk to you. We haven't actually talked in a while on air. So this is kind of cool to be able to do this because I did want to talk about your 2017 and probably a bunch of other random stuff that's going to come up because that's what we do. But you have, and I've said this on the show many times, obviously earlier on in the show with the anniversary show, I said it, Remarkable is one of my favorite albums of this year or of 2017, plus probably like five to 10 years back as well. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I, It's my favorite album this year as well yes there we go nice <laughs> yeah man it's it's an album that i continually listen to it's one of those things where you can put the entire album on a playlist and just let it go uh, that really is good to know it's good to hear no absolutely and then not only that you also went on tour with some really awesome bands this year we talked about off air you were getting a van together what was it like for you in 2017? Uh, so, right as, or right as last year started, it was, I was running around, we were trying to find a van, because we had signed with Revival, and it was like, tour was coming up in February. Mm -hmm. So, I had to find a van now, and, I mean, it was literally like a year ago, I was sitting there going, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> and I was just driving by every used car a lot that I could find right? and just, you know, sweating it hard. Um, so we finally found one and that was cool. We had just, I don't know, last year started crazy. Right. And then the tour actually came up and like, that was the high point of my life. Nice. And then everything just kind of went, <laughs> <laughs> well, that must've been you know? when you got the invite to be on Ian hates music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think those those are probably like tiny little spikes in my enjoyment throughout the year. I go, oh, fuck, cool. Been a while. People aren't tired of me yet. Another <laughs> Stephen King movie came out. I can I get to talk on the podcast. That's right. Yeah, we need more of those out. Right. That is very true. I agree, man. Let me ask you this, though. So the van situation. Did it actually end up lasting you for the entire tour? Did you ever have any issues? Um, we did have to get new tires um, in Kansas. Okay. And they cost me an arm and a leg for mismatched tires, but they were the only tire store around, so they kind of uh, just held it over me. Right, right. Um, other than that, no. Once we got, I, I think it was like just over 6,000 miles, mm -hmm. we, we got home. Um, I parked it in the driveway. I stayed home for 24 hours, went to get up and go like get coffee or something. Mm -hmm. And the van just wouldn't get in reverse, wouldn't even move. <laughs> and then, um, it was like, every time I would put it into gear, it would go like, and then like move like an inch and then go quack and move an inch and then just. I was like, son of a bitch. Right. I, and then we had to replace the transmission in it. Gotcha. And so, uh, yeah, so now there's another <laughs> a loan I had to take out Ugh. for the van. Right. 
I wish I would have known we weren't touring, though. I could have just let it sit here and saved the money to fucking replace it, you know? That is true, but at least at least you have something ready to go when you need it. Right. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. I think there's something that I forgot to ask you all the way back. You did play Warp Tour, right? Uh, we played the Salt Lake leg of it. Right. In, like, 2015 or 16. Okay, so yeah, you weren't on like tour with ball tour. shit, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. But you enjoyed yeah. your time doing it, right? Uh, playing Warp Tour? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a dream come true. My first show I ever went to was a Warp Tour. And the first band I ever saw was My Chemical Romance. Very nice. Wow. And I remember going, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's awesome. And so being able to even play the Ernie Ball stage, or... You know, I don't think they had the Ernie Ball stage then or anymore, but right. they just being able to play a side stage, it right. was just fucking awesome. It was great. I was thinking about this. We never got to talk about it. What do you think about Warp Tour ending in 2018 with, you know, the entire Coast to Coast Tour? Um, I think it's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah, sentimentally, you know, I, I enjoy Warp Tour, but. Fuck, man. I, I stopped going to Warp Tour. I mean, I think I stopped going like 2013. And okay. then then when we went to play, you know, I, I was there obviously that day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think it's just let old things die, you know? I mean, it bumped me out. I, I really, you know, I wish, but I mean, to me, it was like, it was kind of like one of those things where, you know, like not to talk shit on any of the people involved with it, but it, it's like when you got that fucking, that grandma who's like really young and spry and when you were growing up and she's really nice and then now she's just like kind of sits in bed all day and stuff and you go, I don't really even want to go visit her, you know? <laughs> and I don't even have that, but I just, like, I don't, I, I still like visiting my grandma, <laughs> but I don't like going to Warped Door. <laughs> What do you think with Warp Tour being done? Do you think it gives more bands an opportunity to go out on more different tours during the summer than, you know, the gargantuan Warp Tour that basically stops any other touring of any other scene band during that time? Right. I I think that it was kind of yeah, it was like a double-edged sword like if you got to like a certain level or for like the big bands, you know, like kids were able to go see a fuckload of bands at one time right? and like in one day. And it was kind of like, that's, that's the magic that was Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, you know, then it just started becoming, there was like one band I wanted to see on the whole bill. Sure. And I'm going, well, fuck, I'd go there and find that or have to sit in line to hopefully like they don't play first in the day. Right. And then have to sit out in the hot sun and just boil my balls off. <laughs> you know, and so, but then again, I think that uh, there was cool bands. I think it gave some young bands, like you know, even us with the little Ernie Ball thing, it gave us an opportunity for people who hadn't heard us to affiliate our name with something bigger. Right. 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 And then, um, but I don't know if any of that matters anymore. I really don't. You don't think people have that kind of connection anymore? No, I don't think people have connections to fucking anything anymore. I maybe I'm just like 
<laughs> jaded asshole. <laughs> but I don't think people fucking love anything. I really don't. I think we're just slowly becoming these goldfish that fucking we can turn on a screen for six seconds and then show me the next thing, show me the next thing. And True. we have no attachment to fucking anything. Damn. Wow. You're on the right show. This is the jaded <laughs> show, so I completely understand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just my current mood. Right. And, you know, we talked a little off air. You know, I'm a little jaded today. I know you're a little jaded as well. I try to yeah. I try to look at things as positive as possible, but it does get really difficult. I think that's why I still love doing these shows so much is because I do like hearing, you know, the truth from people that right. I respect and I want to hear from. So I really do enjoy that. Music for me is still a love and passion. That's still something that I really enjoy getting on the show and talking about. And I think you've still got that love for music as well, right? I do. Uh, it's kind of shifted in a way. Okay. Um, like to me, I kind of think of hatred as like a form of love. Yeah. You know, it's still that burning passion. Right. right. But it's just kind of like in a negative aspect. Sure. Like, I love music. I, I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. And I I hate that people get to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate that people get to enjoy something that I love. I would rather destroy it than have people be able to enjoy something that I love. That might be my favorite quote. <laughs> yeah, I I mean Sorry if I sound like a bummer. I'm really not. I'm sitting in here, or I'm sitting in my truck, just smiling. Right. You know, enjoying the day. But no, I, man, this is what the show's about. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, and when it, when I talk about people, they don't have an attachment to anything anymore. Like I listen to music twenty four seven. Right. Almost. You know. Like I I love the bands that I love, and I love discovering new music. Like mm -hmm. um, like I just barely found out about this chick. Um, like, I guess I, had, I, I knew one song that she had made like back when I was in high school mm -hmm. and, um, but I just barely like rediscovered her, I guess, in okay. my own sense. Her name's Regina Spector. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, like she is fucking, she's probably one, my new favorite thing right now. Very nice. She's got this one album that I play constantly, like front to back. You know, and I love that shit. I love being able to say, like, you know, I have something to do with this, even though I have nothing to do with this, you know? Right. But then again, I hate that people can listen to it and <laughs> not have the same feeling that I have towards it. Right. Know? It's just like they're wasting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting way of looking at that. I really never thought of that before. Wow. That's, that's great. It's, Probably, like, I don't know, somebody can be able to diagnose me <laughs> with some kind of, like, narcissism or, I don't know. At some point, uh, we'll do Ian Hates Psychology. Yeah. We'll we really should. go into it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what the fuck is up with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, you know, for your music in general, too, you're kind of all over the place. You can hear lots right. of different influences in the album Remarkable. You can hear... That I wouldn't call you, I honestly don't think it's a negative thing to call someone a scene band, but I also wouldn't right. call you a scene band. Right. No, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think that's a, um, 
what the fuck is the opposite of a compliment? <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's negative to call somebody right. a scene band. Yeah, it's not offensive, right? But, but yeah, that is something that I've never tried to be. Right. I, you know, we didn't. I, I don't think I've ever wanted to do music to fit in a genre. I mean, mm-hmm. even though you could probably fit us into a genre, that's why we started calling ourselves scrap metal, just because I, we figured that it was kind of it kind of rang true. But also, it would just piss off metalheads. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's true. And the thing is, I fucking love metal music. <laughs> right. And you're, I, I mean, from what we've talked about with your love of music from, you know, past shows and everything as well, you like a wide, wide spectrum of music. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why, at least, that I wanted you on the anniversary show because you're going to give probably a completely different opinion on what your favorite albums were for 2017. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of albums, too, that like I discovered this year that oh, okay. you know, didn't come out this or like this last year. Mm-hmm. But you know, they impacted my life in a huge way, too. I'll probably talk about some of them also. Absolutely. Well, why don't we get into that a little bit, and then obviously we'll break off into tangents. But Okay. What were some of your favorite albums of 2017? I'm throwing myself on speaker to look at my Spotify, like the albums that I've saved. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it came out this year. It's uh, Two Parts Viper by 68. Yep. Did that come out this year? That did come out this year. Yep. Um, this one, I think this came out in 2017 also. It's called Land Animal by Bent Knee. I am unaware of them, so I'm going to have to take a listen. Dude, she sounds like uh, it's a girl, I mm-hmm. think. Okay. But it sounds like some kind of like Janis Joplin type thing meets like uh, a band that wishes they were Tool in a way <laughs> or a Nine Inch Nails thing. Sure. Like they're they're pretty all over the place too. Like they're. Oh, I like that. But it's just so fucking good, man. All right. I just found that one mm-hmm. uh, literally two days ago. Oh, nice. Okay. And oh my god, it was, it's so good. Um, obviously remarkable. <laughs> obviously, yep. Um, is that new Code Orange album? Did that come out this year? Yes, it did. Forever. Yeah, because that was nominated for a Grammy as well. Yeah, that one was fucking good. I like that. Let um, me let me ask you about that one specifically because obviously we talked about that on the show as well as well as sixty eight. I really enjoyed that, but. With Code Orange, the one thing that I thought was very strange about that album, and I was surprised that it caught on in the mainstream, was their timing. When they would just stop. Like, it seemed to me like they did a lot of weird choices with where they just decided to go in a completely different direction, like halfway in the song. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. that was just something I read into, but I thought that was the weirdest part of that album, because I enjoyed it as well. But their timing really threw me off. Dude, I think that that is going to be a huge thing coming up. Okay. Um, with music. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I've been playing around with it, too. Oh, okay. Like in the, I've been in the studio. You know, I think that right now, you know, I've, uh, well, so I've been, ever since we've not been on tour, mm-hmm. you know, almost every night I just go to the studio and write like a little ditty here and there. Nice. But I've been... I've been trying to use that tool a lot because it's a tool that I find super interesting. I would definitely say interesting for sure. Because, you know, dynamics, the the loud and the soft, mm-hmm. or the, the loud and the quiet, like that doesn't 
exist anymore, really. True. I think that's going to be making a comeback too, like people actually caring about dynamics and music. But I feel that that's one way, at least, that people are messing around with contrast that I really enjoy and that I think is a useful tool. I always have, you know. It's just nice to hear people do it. Yeah. I guess the contrast that we almost always get in the scene is when you have the unclean vocalist and the clean vocalist. That's always like a major contrast. But it is interesting to check out other ways of performing that kind of thing, I guess. Right. And I think that... You know, like, especially if it's a two-vocalist thing, mm-hmm. I, I find that so fucking tired. To me, it's literally, like, the laziest thing. <laughs> I, I I, mean, I understand enjoying screaming right. and singing. I do it both. But <laughs> I, I think that, at least in the realm of, like, a two-vocalist thing, right? especially when neither of them play a fucking instrument, dude, <laughs> 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 I go, this is the most tired fucking thing I've ever seen or heard. I, I just, I don't like it. Now, there are some bands that do it really well. Right, and that's but, why it's hard for me to agree with you on that, but I understand right. where you're coming from because you're right. It does happen a lot. It happens a lot more now. But for me, I guess if the dynamic works, then I still enjoy it. Right. You know, like uh, like Pink Floyd, ever since like uh, David Gilmore like, got into it, you know, Mm-hmm. That was one of the coolest. That's like listen to the wall, right? And uh, I've been listening to that one. I just kind of like I didn't obviously didn't discover that this year, but I rediscovered it uh, this okay. year where sure. I just went, "Fuck, I forgot how good this goddamn album is." <laughs> but um, you know, they don't have like a screaming per se thing, but David Gilmore's beautiful voice with his beautiful guitar playing, like he just fucking embodies what music is. Right. And then you have Roger Waters, who sounds like this. He just, you know, he sounds really off. Right. And it fucking, it creates a beautiful contrast of like, because like almost any time there's something crazy happening, it's Roger Waters singing. Right. Because he's so like off. And then anytime it like comes to some kind of resolution, there's David Gilmore with just this fucking angel of a voice with his it sounds like god playing the guitar and you know it's so i i'm I'm definitely not against two singers no but then again they both play an instrument too so (laughs) right right very true very true okay this is one i don't know when it came out i i think it was 2014 but i'm just going to tell you that i discovered it Mm -hmm. for myself uh it's called the album is called The Cradle. It's by a band called Color Revolt. That band name sounds really familiar, but I'm not sure if I've heard that before. I would definitely look up at least that album. They're okay. kind of like, they've got like this thrice-ish sound to them. Okay. But I don't know. It's it's a good album, especially the first song. I think it's called Eight Years. It's just a beautiful song. Yeah, it looks like that's their most popular. Yep. Right. God, dude, it's not showing me the years anymore. Usually it shows me <laughs> the year they came out. So I'm just going to tell you all the fucking music that I found. Okay? That's fine. That is fine. <laughs> um, Crash Kings, it's a self-titled album. Yep, I know I just them. found that one out. I don't know when that came out, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know this one wasn't 2017, but it's such a good album. The album is called Erotic Massage by Dog Fashion Disco. Never heard of them before. 
That's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely look up that. That's Will kind do. of like a a Mike Patton kind of like a. He actually sounds like Mike Patton in a really? lot of ways, okay. but like a Faith No More type ah, of sound. Sure, sure, okay. This one I do think came out in 2017. It's called Doom Side of the Moon. It's the band name and the album, and it's just doom a doom metal dark side of the moon. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. Um, I'll tell you an album I didn't care for. Okay, all right. Um, was the new Eminem album. Oh, you're going to get a lot of hate for that. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, I still liked a lot of songs on it, but it wasn't like the other ones where I love every song. Right. You know? Surprise, surprise, I did not listen to it. I, oh, I will, okay. I will make it at some point. I don't know, that whole thing with him doing the, I don't know, that quote-unquote freestyle rap thing against Trump, all that kind of stuff, just really turned me uh, off to anything he was doing. But right. maybe I have to revisit that at some point. Because I don't mind, you know me, I'll listen to anything. Someone just has to tell right. me to listen to it. It's just, I may not like it. That's a given. Right. Yeah. It just, it wasn't as good as all of his other albums have been to me. Right. And it wasn't the, the content either. It was, it was kind of that he went into this, uh, he kind of adopted the new rap style. And I figured he would, but I just didn't like it, you know? Makes sense. It's not him going like, gang, gang, gang. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's as close as he can get to doing that, I would say. Ah, uh, okay. I'll take a listen. Um, I really liked The Spark by Enter Shikari. Did you really? I did. Um, that's one. That's on my worst albums list. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not connect with that at all. And we did a whole review. We weren't actually going to even review it because I don't think it fits with the show. But I have loved Enter Shikari for a long time. You know, I started with them at the beginning with Take to the Skies. And I've seen them live every time they've come to America pretty much anywhere near me. And I think what started to turn me off to them was when they stopped liking doing anything from Take to the Skies. And I'm not talking about genre-wise. I'm talking about, like, when you see them live, they'd be like, ugh, we really don't want to play this, but we know you right. enjoy it, so we're going to do one song. And then they kind of just, like, slouch through it, that kind of thing. Is that the album with, like, uh, Johnny Sniper, Sniper on it? Yep. Yeah. That's the album. Yeah. They did a 10-year for it. That was like my favorite album. Yeah. And then I didn't really like anything that they did after that until this album. That's pretty interesting. I, I think the thing about Enter Shikari that you can pick up from a long time ago was that they always wanted to be an arena band. And I'm not saying that bands don't aspire to get their music out to lots and lots of people. Obviously, that's the goal or one of the goals of music is you want people to hear your music. But they always seem mm -hmm. to be like, that is what we want, and we're going to change our sound no matter what to get there. Like, that's why the spark to me seemed more like almost placating than it did something passionate. I don't know. That was just my take from it. See, I, I think it's a little different. I like mm -hmm. to me, I don't even really like every song on the album. Okay. But what I do like is this is like one of the only huge concept albums that came out this year. Oh, that's a good point. Like, okay. where, where it actually had like a cohesiveness to it. Like there was an idea 
behind the whole thing. Right. And that's kind of the way I like albums to be. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So to me, that was nice where I go, okay, like I enjoy that. Whether I even like the idea and know what the idea is or anything, mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool to see, you know, like a big concept album. Right. Again. And I agree with that because I think we've talked about this on the show as well. I really enjoy concept albums, especially albums and bands that I really also like their music. If they do a concept album, that almost gives them like bonus points. Yeah. I just, I like big ideas. Right. I like to see how people execute them. That makes sense. I guess that's a good way to look at their new album. Yeah. It's just, I guess for some reason it didn't connect to me the same way. Right. Like it's, it's definitely not their first album in my eyes. Right. You know, but to me, I think honestly, probably the thing I like most about it is the art that came with it. Oh, that's understandable. Like the videos and the aesthetic of it. Right. I, I really enjoyed that. I think that that's kind of what hooked me on it, even before the music. Right. They've always been pretty good about that. I would say throughout their whole catalog, they're normally pretty good with that stuff. Right. Oh, that's understandable. Okay. Um, did Low Teens by Every Time I Die come out? You know what? I'm going to look that up because I haven't heard anyone talk about that album. So it might have been 2016. Hold on. I hope it was last year. <laughs> Because people should talk about it. It was a fucking good album. Oh, 2016. Son of a bitch. I knew All it. Right. Because Sorry, I'm pretty Scratch sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was on a lot of people's best of list for 2016. And then no one talked about it this year. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And they're amazing live. Right. I'm going to say, though, it probably came out late 2016. Am I right with that? You're probably right, but I don't have that detail up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know when this came out. Okay. Um, I think it might have been 2016, but it might be my favorite album. If it came out in 2017, this I'm going to say that it's my favorite album from this year. Right. If it came out in 2016, I'm just going to say that I found it, found out about it this year, and it was fucking awesome. Sounds good. It's uh, Unlikely by Far From Alaska. Oh, you told me about that band. I haven't been able to listen yet, but you are correct. It is 2017. Okay. Because that is, if it is 2017, that's my favorite album. Now tell me about this band then. Okay, like to me the instrument, the instrumentals, they're really fun. Um, to me, their their drums really remind me of like a John Bonham kind of guy. Okay, they're from Brazil. I think they recorded it in Oregon, and it's got a female vocalist that has another female that like sings backup. She she does like the keyboard and like the background sounds and shit right but um i don't know i think it's it's just so much fun it's i i really don't know what to say besides it's my favorite album of 2017 well then i need to get on this that's for sure let me ask you a question because you've mentioned it a few times now bands with female fronted singers that you enjoy is that something you would want to do with charlatan ever where you had a collaboration with a female vocalist as well I would. Um, it's funny because my whole life I've hated female singers. I thought we had but talked I, about this before. <laughs> I, I think we have. It's just forever. They all sounded the same. Sure. And now I'm just finding some females like that bad or bent knees chick. Right. Like, yeah, she kind of sounds like Janis Joplin, but she's doing it in her own way. Right. Um, it's just, like, they're just, there's so many of these interesting, interesting singers that, you know, like, 
fuck, I'm not going to deny a singer just because she's a girl. That'd be the dumbest thing in the world. Especially because my favorite albums that I've found out about this year are uh, sung by women. Exactly. Exactly. And I love a lot of bands that are female-fronted. Let me ask you this. Did you ever like I Wrestled a Bear once? No, I didn't. You might want to still, did you ever like her voice, though, for being different? Uh, you know what? I'll have to re-listen to them. Well, you know what? Because I don't think I've listened to them since 2000, like 10. Okay. Let me make this recommendation then. So they are technically no longer together. They haven't made that announcement yet or whatever. But their lead vocalist, and her name is escaping me right now, her and I believe her husband that was the guitarist, they both left the band. So the band's technically there, but they don't have you know the film people. They made their own band called Spirit Box. And they released an EP. Spirit Box? Spirit Box. Yeah, all one word. I believe. Okay. And they released an EP this year or 2017. Give that a listen and see just for her vocals if you like that kind of style. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll try that for sure. I think it's worth giving a listen because I was trying to think there are many. I mean, I love Lauren Babick who does Red Handed Denial and she does Crazy 88, but that still might be the kind of vocals that aren't as unique to you. So I'm trying to think of uh -huh. other female-fronted bands that have, like, a really unique vocalist. I also like, um, have you heard of Bad Cop, Bad Cop? No. Sounds cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like a punk, thrash, all-female band. And I saw uh, them at Warp Tour, and I thought they were great. So maybe something like okay. that as well. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, I'll look at those. Uh, you know, I think it was just forever. Every female singer wanted to sound like either... Haley from Haley Williams. Yeah. Or the flyleaf chick. Oh, yeah. yeah you know? Yep. And then it was just kind of like, fuck, this is so boring. Right. You know? Well, it's like every male vocalist trying to sound like Chester or, you know right. what I mean? Like, it always happens, right? Right. Like, uh, there's another band that are, like, issues, you know? Sure. There's a lot of dudes that try and sound like him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And... I just go, God, fuck that. <laughs> you, you want, like, what I found is, you know, it, it had nothing to do with them being female. It's just, you had to get out of the genre to find a female singer that was actually, like, different. Right. I think we briefly talked about this before as well, but you did an amazing cover of Sippy Cup by Melanie Martinez. Mm, yeah. Was that because you found her vocals relatively interesting and unique as well? Absolutely. I, you know, like she was, that album to me was so amazing. And when I first heard it, I went, okay, this is good, but mm -hmm. it's unique. You know, like she had that whole baby thing going for her and <laughs> not to get back to like it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> great reference. That was a great reference. But, uh, no, she, she was interesting. And then, um, you know, then that Fantagram song came out. Right. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to do that because I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want, right? right? Just good fucking music, good lyrics. The lyrics, honestly, are the first thing that drew me in. And then um, the way that their, their vocals complemented the, the content of the lyrics. It mm -hmm. was just, yeah, I love that, you know? I just love people that are awesome what they do. Right. And I've... I've Never really liked Haley Williams except for one song. Yeah, early Haley Williams. Like, like basically, she made a genre. 
Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's what I give her credit for. Like, there was some great stuff in the past. I can't get into any of it now. I mean, I, I laughed at people that had the new Paramore on their best albums list. That made no sense to me. See, there is one song on there that I like. And I think it's really? the only good song that she's ever done. Damn. So I would have yeah. gone with Emergency or something. <laughs> what? That's like their first single was, I think it was Emergency. I have no idea what song it was. A long time ago. <laughs> I really don't. Long fucking time ago. Um, a song that I didn't care for, or uh, an album that I didn't care for, mm-hmm. but I kind of cared for. <laughs> okay. I, I don't really know how to say it, but it's uh, Black Smoke Rising by Greta Van Fleet. Have heard of them, have not heard that, though. So I really like it mm-hmm. because it's it sounds like Led Zeppelin. Interesting. But okay. I hate it because it sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> like, dude, this dude sounds exactly like Robert Plant. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. It, it's nuts. And I love it, but I hate it. You know, right. I'd rather just listen to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> okay, this is one that I, I like about half of the songs on it. Okay. The album is The Boy Who Died Wolf by Highly Suspect. Oh, no, it's 2016. Kind of a bitch. <laughs> but okay. I did always like the title of that album. Yeah, I, I did too. That first song, though, that something, I Am Human or whatever, that, that song is the first one that caught my ear. So I like that. They became a big radio band. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's only a couple songs on there right. that I, I really enjoy. But the ones that I have heard, I really enjoy. Right, right. This is one I'm pretty sure did not come out in 2017. It's called uh, Rabbit Habits by Man Man. 2013. Okay. I found that one recently. That's a good album. All right. Um, this one, I know, this one was a long time ago, but it's that album. It's called Begin to Hope. I listened to the special edition, um, but it's by Regina Spector. Oh, sure. To me, that is mm-hmm. probably my favorite album ever. I Wow. It's one of them. Top 10 at least. Damn. Yeah, I, it's so good. I will listen to it as well then. Um, did How Did We Get So Dark by Royal Blood come out last year? Yes, 2017. That one was awesome. Man, I am learning about so many bands. This is great. Oh, you've never heard Royal Blood? Well, I remember the album cover from, I think it was their self-titled where it was like the gun was pointing up to the head and then there was the big explosion of like space. Yeah, you should. They're really good. They're they're kind of more radio rock. Sure. But, oh, um, Incubus' new album. Loved it. I was very indifferent towards it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's like they made that complete transition to radio rock, and it's not that that's bad. It's just I didn't right. really connect with it. Okay. I uh, To me, I just, I, there is so much great writing on mm-hmm. that album. Okay. That um, I, I really love it. Very nice. Okay. Um, I really like Shatterproof's EP or oh, yeah. short album. Yeah, that was good. I really like that. I think those guys are fucking talented as shit. Yeah, I hope they come out with a full length this year. I'm hoping for that. I am too. Those guys are really talented. And when we got to play with them in Colorado mm-hmm. before they actually signed, actually, I think they signed that night. Oh, really? Wow. But, uh, but yeah, they were they're really a pleasure to like play with and just to watch it live and that album's really good. They're really talented people. 
Oh, good. All right. I do like hearing that. I'm hoping they come up to the East Coast for a tour as well. But what I'm thinking is I'll probably contact them about having them on the show, like when they have a full length or maybe even a new EP. Yeah. I think that'd be good. You should. Yeah, they're talented people. No, I like that EP as well. The show liked that EP. Um, This one didn't come out in 2017, but I found out about it this year. Is The album is called God Forgive These Bastards by the Taxpayers. New band for me again. Damn. They're fucking... They're... They're dirty, man. <laughs> they're they're like uh they're kind of like severe county killer, but like oh okay the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see. Like the whole out. Their number one song is "I Love You Like an Alcoholic." <laughs> yeah, that one's great. Nice. All that's right, not, that's the first song I heard by him. Very nice. It's like I'm the last kiss. I love you like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Um, I would say Out of Body by Veda Wave, but I think that came out in 2016. Yes, you are correct. Okay, here's a band that, uh, I actually like the B-Sides album the most that came out this year, because, so the the band is called Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, (laughs) and, uh, it's High Visceral Part 2, I think, came out in 2017, but if you look at High Visceral B-Sides... Okay. That album is fucking dope. Once again, another one I got to check out. See, I think the issue is when I have to do a weekly Ian Hates Music show and we have like 8 to 12, maybe sometimes even more albums to listen to and review, I just really Uh have this narrow focus where I don't get to listen to anything outside the genres that we cover. Yeah, I I think that's like all I listen to. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's outside the genre, you're all set. Yeah, I just I like weird shit. Right. Um, there's a three song EP. I think it's a little older. The EP is called Decompositions by Amigo the Devil. I like the names of these bands too. Yeah, they're pretty cool, man. Yeah, 2015. 2015. Yep. Son of a bitch. But I'm okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning a ton. Uh, Okay, I only have two more. Okay. Glass Animals has an album, mm-hmm. I think, that came out in 2016. And I think that that is some of the most inspiring writing that I've heard in a long time. 2016, How to Be a Human Being. Yeah. That album is just fucking amazing. Um, and then the last one, I think it's an EP, a six-song EP. But anyways, I think it's called You by Dido. I think it's D-I-D-O. Uh, the only Dido I know is the one that was in an Eminem song. Son of a bitch, and my internet's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Dildo. <laughs> Dodi? D-O-D-I? Yes. It's actually D-O-D-I-E. Okay. That's why it was a little hard. It's like yeah. a yellow cover. Yep, with a face on it. That was 2017. And then they also, or she, I'm assuming, also has a brand new track that came out this year, 2018, called Party Tattoos. Yeah, and it's really cool. I have never heard of this person before, but once again, I will check it out. Yeah, she's she's really awesome. Um, Oh, did that new Death Grips album come out 2017? Bottomless Pit? Bottomless Pit. Ah, by Death Grips. Oh, I thought you meant 
an album called Death Grip. Okay. Oh, now yeah. I got it. Actually, I just heard that today. Oh, really? And okay. that shit was dope. That was 2016. <laughs> okay. But anyways, like I said, like this chaos. doesn't even matter. Right. Okay. I'll have to take a listen to that as well. All right. I guess that's my only suggestions I have for now. <laughs> I like how you said only, and there's probably like 13 bands I just learned about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I just took up 30 minutes trying to tell you all these bands that are that didn't even come out in 2017. But it fueled you through 2017. Right. See? That's how you make things work in the podcast business. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. No, I like talking to people who like things outside of the genres I normally listen to. Because sometimes it does mean that I'll pick up on something that I actually enjoy. Yeah. You know, if you could find one band out of that that you like, you know, that you never would have found out about, mm-hmm. I'm totally happy with that. And that's a success to me as well. Like, I enjoy that. That's, right. you know, the show is based on genres of music that we normally love. And that's why we do a show dedicated to it, because that's what we, you know, we love and that's what we do. But that does not mean that I don't like other music outside of the genre as well. It's just tough to find them. Right. That's really it. Yeah. But music's great. Like, music is what I love. So there are other things outside of it that I will enjoy as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and everybody has their own lane. You know, like, I remember in high school, I would compare everything to Bullet for my Valentine. I was like, (laughs) I was so far up their ass that (laughs) I I just loved them. Right. You know, and then I need to move on, you know. Like, uh, it, it is hard to find new music, too, you know, but I try, you know, every... Every week I go to like my discovery playlist and mm-hmm. then I try and go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole just to find new music right. all week, you know. I mean, for me, that's one of the best parts of doing the show is that people consistently send me new music and there are people mm-hmm. that want us to check out their band or, you know, we have a list every week of brand new music that's coming out that I have to listen to for the show, but then also I get to listen to it as well. Right. Yeah, sometimes it is a have to, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we kind of have a thing on the show, and I think I probably mentioned, I don't know if this is, you know, Deadpooling anything for anyone, but what we kind of evolved with the show was if it's a big band that's coming out and we think they're not putting out good music anymore, we might review it and make jokes about it. But if it's a small band that's coming out and they're releasing an EP or a full length and we don't like it or it doesn't connect to us then we don't Mm -hmm. play it on the show you know we don't talk about it because that's not the goal the goal is not to shit on bands it's to have fun you know put out great music that we love and then you know if a band like sleeping with sirens puts out gossip then i'm (laughs) gonna joke around about it of course no i think that's great you know just when it comes to the smaller bands you know if you don't have nothing or anything nice to say don't say it i think that's a good rule but with the big bands, they can handle just a little fucking criticism. Exactly. No one's no one's jumping off their bandwagon because I say, oh, yeah, where the instruments go. Right. You know, it's just, it doesn't matter. And, you know, also, it's nice to get new music from other people. But right. if you don't listen to a band because somebody else said it sucked, you might be a dumb human being. Not yes. you specifically, no, no, no. but like if any listener heard it and said, right. oh, well, Ian didn't like it. Fuck that. <laughs> right. And I have said that to people on the show it's like the goal of the show is to have you listen to bands whether we like right. them or not 
The point is we're exposing you to those bands so that you will hopefully go listen. And if you don't like my criticism of something about it, then you can tell me about that. You could say, I like this part about it, but never don't listen. Like that's the worst. That's dumb. That's really dumb. Yep. That's, that's the sign of a stupid human. Right. Now I will say I'm kind of of the opposite opinion when it comes to movies. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you should read a review and say, okay, that's the law. And I'm not going Mm -hmm. to watch this movie. But if you listen to, for instance, you and I talking about The Dark Tower or It for multiple hours and we're breaking things Uh apart and we're like, this movie just is not a movie that you should see. I can Uh understand when people are like, okay, I'm not going to waste my time and money going out and doing something like that. Because like with music, you can listen to it in the privacy of your own home. It takes, what, 30 to 50 minutes, maybe? A movie. skip it. Yeah, yeah, and you can skip around if you don't like it. To go see a movie in theaters, it's an ordeal. Right. So I'm not saying that everyone should take my opinion or your opinion to heart, but I think you can also use your own judgment with seeing a trailer and then hearing a review and be like, ah, that movie's probably not for me. Right. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Okay. I still don't. If I want to see a movie, I yeah. go see it regardless of what anybody tells me. And then I go, ah, shit, I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also the way you worded that, too, was the correct way. If you want to see a movie, then right. you go see it. If yeah, you're on the fence exactly. about a movie and then you see the trailer and you're like, ah, eh, that doesn't really look like what I want. And then you read a review that says, ah, you probably aren't going to like this. Then maybe you yeah. can skip it. Yep. I, I can I can dig on that. Yeah. And actually, on that topic, because we just did a bunch of music, we've obviously talked a lot of movies and everything. We need to talk about some books. We need to talk about some movies. What was your 2017 like? Obviously, we did it, and we both enjoyed it, even with a few flaws. We both mm-hmm. really didn't like The Dark Tower that much. Right. But was there anything else that came out that you enjoyed? Oh, God. I should have. I should have wrote some of those down. <laughs> um, I really liked Dunkirk. Dunkirk, okay. All right. I, I really liked it. I, I loved the soundtrack on it. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to the soundtrack before I watched the movie. Really? And that okay. was interesting. It's the only time I've ever done that. Yeah, that would be very different for me. But I, I was, I was kind of just, I went into a phase where I was studying um, that guy. I think his name's, damn it, what's Hans Zimmer? Did he do oh. the soundtrack for that? I think it was him that did it. But I went through like a phase of studying his music. Interesting. And so I listened to just like a bunch of albums of his, like the soundtracks and stuff. And right. Just, I don't know. He just, he really has a way of moving you mm-hmm. in like weird ways. And so, and I think that if somebody wants to listen to how, or wants to study how music can Maybe not like make you feel good or feel bad or anything, but mm-hmm. how music can literally like change your physiology, like right. <laughs> change your heart rate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. Study him. Interesting. Okay. He does some things with music that I don't even think it's strictly emotional. I think it it literally changes your body. Oh wow. Okay. In the now. Very interesting. Yeah, that's just kind of my own opinion on it, but sure. I. I noticed it from him, so I wanted to to look into it. Very nice. Anything else? 
Oh, I know there are movies that. <laughs> uh, I'll say the most recent ones I watched were uh, the new Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> you you probably talked about that. No, no, no. I have not seen that. My my issue with that movie, and we probably will do it when it comes out on like HBO or whatever. We we might do right. it for the show. My issue with that was I don't know why they use like I know why they called it Jumanji. Obviously, right. that's an already marketable term. You know, it's a fran or it could be a franchise, which I think is what they're trying to do. But to me, it just seemed like this is so completely different from that first movie. You're just capitalizing on the name. They totally were. And I will say that in my opinion, mm-hmm. that was the best way to do it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, because it wasn't just a rehashing and going, okay, God, now we have to watch Jumanji with new actors, right. you know, like people tend to do. This one, it, they they just changed it, and I fucking loved it, you know, because I didn't have any emotional attachment to the first Jumanji. You were probably supposed to, though. I mean, you you just yeah, mean you, you as in were. a general person, right? I mean, they had the whole, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Jumanji, you know, the two kids, their parents die. So this is oh, a lot old different. One? Yeah, the old one. Yeah, okay, I was like, no, that's not how this one goes. <laughs> no, I would highly <laughs> doubt that in 2017 they would have done that. Right. Yeah. No, it was a cute movie. Okay. I mean, it's nothing to write home about. Right. But it was funny, you know. Well, when they're kids, like when they're the kids and not the video game characters, yeah, it's fucking annoying. Ah. Uh, it's just so bad. Okay. Like I almost walked out, but I just <laughs> waited until like the Rock came on the screen. The Rock and. Yeah. The Rock and Jack Black and Kevin Hart came on. Uh, right. Okay, this is a good movie. Okay. Well, I will definitely give it a chance, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's just a cute movie. You okay. Know? I don't mind a cute movie now and then. Yeah, it's, it's funny, you know. <laughs> what else um, have you seen? I watched Coco. Why does that recently. sound really familiar? It's about that kid who it's like the Day of the Dead, and he steals that guitar, and he has to go to the underworld to, like, or he goes to the underworld and he has to find his ancestors to, like, give him permission to go back. What? This sounds awesome. It's a Pixar movie. It's fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, you should watch that movie. It is really, really good. That went way over my head. So wait, a Pixar movie where a kid steals a guitar that lets him go to the underworld to find his ancestors so that he can go back? Yeah, so that he can come back to the real world because they have to give him his bl- or give him a blessing that kind of tells him how he's supposed to live his life. Wow! And some of his ancestors they're they're holding this caveat because their their family hates music because their great great grandpa uh, left the family to go play music, and this kid loves music and they're refusing for him to even play music, and then he goes and steals this guitar and because he wants to play this show, then it takes him <laughs> to the underworld. This is all spoiler alert, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> I like hearing this. But they uh, then he has to go there, and he has to get a blessing from some ancestor to come back. Okay. The thing is, is all of his ancestors want to give him this caveat of don't play music when you go back, and he doesn't want to go back to the, the living world right. with that. So he's trying to find uh, his grandpa, who was the musician that left the family to give him a blessing ah sure it's a really good movie wow man. okay once again it's, i'm it's learning really, more really stuff really yeah good. um 
I still haven't seen Justice League. I know that's probably going to be like a don't watch it, but I want to watch it anyway. So yeah, I won't watch it. We we made the rule on the show: no more DC movies. Oh really? <laughs> that's cool. No more. No, I mean, I watched Wonder Woman on a plane, so we might do that when it comes out on HBO, just because because everyone pretends that they love it. I thought it was mm. really really terrible. Um, okay, but then. Justice League, we just we can't do it. I don't I don't know a way to yeah. make that funny anymore. <laughs> like I don't want it just to be venom all the time. You know what I mean? Like right. I want to make jokes yeah. about how bad it is, but it's so bad that it's just not funny <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna go see it. Right. Well, um, that's the thing. If you're waiting to see it, I think that's right. better. Like not going to the theater and supporting it is a much better way and then whenever it comes out on whatever streaming and you watch this it's like okay well then who cares right yeah i uh obviously i will watch it just because i'm a big batman guy right doesn't matter who it is mm-hmm. oh how about this fucking i loved the new star wars did you you're one I of did. the only people well fuck everybody else that's right i loved it <laughs> there was I loved the way they took. Sorry, I guess this is spoilers all again, but um, I loved the new, like that. There's like further levels of being a Jedi. Okay. I thought that concept was fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that there was going to be a rehashing, and the idea that there are further levels of the Jedi that really makes me happy. Sure. Um, they introduced my favorite character that's ever been in star wars whoa which is that uh the hacker guy or whatever he is okay he's like uh he's one of the del toro guys oh see and by the way the reason why i'm not giving you the answers is this because i didn't see star wars oh really yeah I I'm a bitch. <laughs> there's yeah he's like a he's a code breaker and i think it's i think it's benicio del toro oh okay. you know not the not the the director right. del Toro. Yeah, or maybe not he Guillermo. Direct too. Is it Guillermo del Toro then? Probably not. Guillermo. But he was working I think on Guillermo is the director, the one who's yeah. like known for directing. Yeah, he's the one that did The Shape of Water. Yeah. And I think Benicio is the actor. Yes. You know, like the really handsome dude that's in the beer commercials. A lot of like he's the he's the one who he played in uh the fucking Fear and Loathing movie. Oh, yeah. He's been in tons. Of, I mean, now he's doing those beer commercials. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, he does those all the time, though. But that's Benicio, right? Right. But that guy, he's my hes my new favorite character that's ever been in Star Wars. Awesome. Well, look, when that comes out, I will see that as well. The last planet that they are on mm-hmm. is the coolest planet that has ever existed. So Damn. the coolest looking planet. And the battle scenes on it are just fucking amazing because of what the planet is. Okay. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Maybe I will because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, neither am I. Yeah, and that's the thing. Maybe people like us really do enjoy it because it was like, at least the trend I saw, was that when it first came out, everyone talked about how awesome it was. And it was just like, Uh okay, well, of course, Star Wars fans think this movie is awesome. That makes total sense. Why wouldn't they? And then yeah. it started coming out when it was almost like it's a little okay to start talking about it. Then diehard uh-huh. fans were saying this 
is an awful movie. They ruin Luke Skywalker. They ruin the whole concept of what they were doing. Like, that's when it was like, okay, well, maybe I might actually enjoy this more. But then there's also a lot of criticism of, like, the amount of time the movie runs for. Like, maybe you can cut out, like, 40 minutes of it. And once again, I'm saying these things without seeing the movie. It's just what people have told me. Yeah, I think that I am a big enough Star Wars fan that I can say that it did nothing but help the franchise. So Wow. Okay. Look, I had a I had a part two conversation with Dawson Schultz of the ongoing concept. And there we talked about Star Wars theory and both of us were completely wrong about every single point that we made. Oh really? <laughs> yep. Every single one. But that's when I found out the guy who did the directing and writing for the new Star Wars movie is the same guy that did the movie Brick and Looper. And I love oh, really? the movie. Yeah, I love the movie Brick. If you've never seen that movie, I highly I recommend it. I haven't seen that one. I saw Looper, though. Looper was okay. I didn't yeah, hate I Looper. I thought it was a decent movie. Yeah. I don't think there was anything wrong with that. I say I love Brick, though. So if you have a chance, okay. definitely look that up. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Again, apparently he likes working with him. But hmm. what I have read, at least in interviews and everything, is that... You know, Disney handed the movie over to this guy who's only made a couple movies, who's never really been a part of Disney or Star Wars or anything, and said, hey, you know, here are all the concepts from, you know, episode seven. Do what you want. So all those things about who, like, Snoke is and who's related to who and, like, all that kind of stuff, he just went and did whatever he wanted. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. I think it's also crazy that a major company like Disney would do that, and they're bringing back J.J. for the next one. So it's not even like they're going to have congruency between the movies. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they did. I I think the dude did awesome. Okay. I really do think so. I will definitely see it. There's no way I'm not going to see it. It's just one of those things where I don't need to go to the theater within the first month because you know it's just full of saturated Star Wars fans. Right. Right. But that's interesting. You're yeah. really the first person who's ever literally told me that they love the movie. Well, I'm the only person that matters. <laughs> that is true. Well, that's why I have you on the show. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things that I want to see. Okay. Um, what do you got? Like I, I want to see that Breathe movie that's on Netflix with Will Smith and the Orc Dude or whatever. Ooh, yeah. Um, have fun with that one. Wasn't good? Ooh, no. No, it wasn't. Okay. It's a very, very bad movie. But I think you should see it. We're definitely going to do a show on it, Kelly and I, for Ian Hates Movies. But we just okay. haven't gotten around to it yet. Definitely watch it. I mean, look, you, you pay for Netflix, so why wouldn't you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Interesting. But it can be fun. Okay. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. See what it's about. Is it like a serious thing or is it like comedy? Because it looks like a comedy. They're trying to make it serious, and I think that's where they made their mistake. Uh, yeah. Okay. If it was a comedy, that would be great, but it's definitely not. No, it's it's a serious race relations movie with orcs and wow. elves. Yeah. Huh. I gotta say, when it comes to like those kind of movies, mm-hmm. I think that that is the best way to do them. You know, is like some made up thing that you know it's like it gets the dialogue going, and then you right. can go like for you know, like for real racists. You know. Right. They see something and it's just a movie and they go, oh, well, fuck that. Oh, <laughs> right. The liberal agenda, blah, you know. <laughs> but then 
if you if you can put it in kind of like an imaginary light, then they can see that oh fuck that kind of sucks, and then they can apply it to their own life. Right. Like, oh fuck, I kind of suck. You know. I would be surprised if Bright changed the minds of any racists out there. I would. No. I would love I, I, that's to hear not what that I meant at all. I just that's if there is a way to do it, it's right. that way. Maybe just not this movie. <laughs> Believe me, though, that would bring me the most joy of all time. If somehow yeah. I saw like, people being like, oh, I couldn't believe what they were doing to orcs in the movie. And then that really hit me <laughs> that we were right. doing it here. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, that would be so fucking awesome. I would love it. I would. But no, no, you should definitely watch it. I think they're making a sequel as well. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of fun. If if they set up with the mythology that they set up, if they do something with that, I think it will be interesting. But if you just saw that as a one-off movie, I don't think it would capture your attention. Oh, bitch. <laughs> I also thought it was a comedy. Yeah, so. it's definitely not. There's just the little few jokes about, like, buddy cop kind of things. That's about it. Yeah. Except I did hear that they make a joke about, I think it's uh, Children of Bodom. I might have missed that then. Maybe oh. it's not Children of Bodom. Maybe it's like Cradle of Filth. They, like... they go into a metal club basically where an orc is a singer but i didn't catch maybe you're right i didn't catch that that was actually a band that i knew yeah i think it's one of those okay one of those you know like death metal bands and well this is how it was described to me is that every time they ever played that song live they go this is a love song and that's really like ah sure and then uh then he goes oh it's a beautiful love song or something (laughs) i guess that was the joke ah well i did like that the you know, unclean vocalist for this metal band was an orc. Yeah. I did enjoy that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I wish that was real life. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, man, give it a watch. Let me know what you think. Okay. Now that I found out it's not a comedy, I may not even watch it. No, no, no. Definitely watch it because I want to hear your opinion on it. Okay. Yeah, right. you definitely, now you got to watch it. <laughs> <gotta> watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, another thing that's not really a movie, but uh, Tom Segura's a uh, new comedy special came out. Right. And I'm really excited to listen to that. I have not watched it yet either, but I do like Tom Segura. No, he's the funniest, man. He's so fucking funny. I'm just trying to catch up on everything still. Yeah. I got like a I ton of fucking movies to watch, tons of music to listen to. Like it almost sounds like it's a chore and it's really not. Yeah. But it, because I do so many podcasts, it almost becomes that like other job. Right. Yeah. It's like you kind of have to, but. Also, the thing that you have to do is really fun. Right. That's why you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of movies I want to watch, but I found myself watching Seinfeld. So <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah. That is definitely yeah. understandable. Well, what about books? Because I know you're an avid reader, and you mm-hmm. seem to read tons more than me. I haven't been able to read anything in probably the last six months or so. So was there anything that caught your eye, anything you've been enjoying? Um, so right around Christmas season, I was trying to save money. So I didn't go buy any books. Okay. <laughs> and I, I restarted the, uh, Harry Potter series. Ah, okay. Um, sure. I actually have five more pages and then I'm done with, uh, the Half-Blood Prince and then I get to go on to the Deathly Hallows. Oh, okay. Um, so, cool. so I'll, I'll be reading those, but then I got like 170 bucks worth of Barnes and Noble gift cards for Christmas. So wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, re- I'm getting ready. 
the first thing that we're going to do, me and my brother-in-law and his brother mm-hmm. have a book club. Oh, and okay. the first book that we're going to get into is a book called Wool. Wool. W-O-O-L. Yeah. And I don't know who it's by, hmm. but apparently it's awesome. So uh, a, a, one book that I read this year that I fucking loved was uh, Nosferatu by Joe Hill. Yep. You told me about that one. Awesome. Um, I did a lot of reading on, or like Chuck Palahniuk's reading. Right. Um, I read a lot of like the Ender's Game novels, even though there's like fucking 52 of them or some shit. I thought there were only three. Wow. All right. There's a lot. I really don't know how many there are. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, did a lot of Stephen King reading this year. Um, obviously the dark tower. Right. I pretty much read that at the beginning of the year. I did it this year as well. Um, I did Pet Cemetery. Nice. I did The Green Mile. I did The yep. Long Walk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Fucking love that book so much. Yeah, it's oh, good. It's so good. Um, I did uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, which is goofy. Yeah. There's actually, it's a, the book that I have is three books in one, so I have one more book to read out of it. But, yeah, so I, I did that one. There's a bunch of books that I started and didn't finish. Because you didn't um, like them or because you didn't have the time? Just because I wanted to read something else. Oh, okay. You know, like right. they, they were kind of good, but not really. Right. Or I hated them, like the right. Communist Manifesto. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> or like uh, the letter A. I hated that one. Or the Scarlet Letter, I mean. <laughs> the letter A. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the movie with Emma Stone. Um, what a great telling no, was. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of books that like I kind of started and didn't really dig. Gotcha. Um, what I'm listening to right now, which is fucking insane, is uh, the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Okay. That's pretty fucking interesting, man. It's really interesting. I'd imagine so. I mean, people love that World War II kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely I love history. Right. It, it puts my girlfriend to sleep, but I fucking <laughs> love it. I don't know, I just, there's something to learn, you know, and it kind of digs into the mind of these fucking monsters. Well, right, right. And that's a big thing. I mean, just look at all the TV shows that there are. The most popular TV shows are always the, you know, mass murderer crime dramas. Like, people want that experience without actually doing it themselves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. There's a bunch of books I want to read. Did you read, did you read Sleeping Beauties at all? No. I haven't read it yet either. I have my copy. Sleeping Beauty? That's the one that Stephen King did with his son. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't read that. Yeah, I have it, which is awesome. I have the signature one, which is so fucking cool. cool. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. With all of my Stephen King stuff, I never had anything signed. That one's actually signed, so that's very cool. But I heard really good things about the book. I just haven't been able to read it. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be a good year for reading. I mean, I kind of dipped down because I've been spending so much time at the studio. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've been trying to work really hard, right. like at my real job, <laughs> real like job. long hours, so right. that I can just fucking have money. <laughs> and so, yeah, reading kind of fell by the wayside. But I'm trying to find another way to like implement it. You know, find right. different times because it used to be I would read like three hours in the morning and like two yeah. hours at night. Right. And then I actually started like writing music and doing all this and trying to go to work, try to be at work by six in the morning and 
you know, I don't have three hours before work anymore. Right. And I, I think that there is time to read. I just have to find it, find out where right. those places in my week are. Makes sense. Um, plus, I mean, like now, I just barely started hot yoga this week. <laughs> and great. That's the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. I can't even tell you. Of all the sentences I would have expected you to say, <laughs> that one blew me away. And it's not because I would make fun of yoga. It's just I did not expect you to ever say that you were doing hot Yeah, yoga. I didn't think I would ever either. <laughs> but my girlfriend was really into it about yeah. a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And she loved it, but then it got kind of expensive. Right. Um, but she wanted to try and get back into it. And I've been wanting to just get healthier anyways sure dude i'm telling you it's the hardest shit i've ever done oh yeah i mean i used to be really athletic like football basketball sports like weightlifting yep all that shit Mm -hmm. and this is the hardest thing i've ever done look i was going out to be a semi-pro pro pro athlete and yoga is what kicks my ass Yeah, it's not even hot yoga it's just regular yoga yeah yeah yoga is hard period but then it put it to 105 and then turn the humidity up to 80 and it's fucking like holy shit i just can't be around people when i'm doing yoga yeah it's hard luckily they kind of turn the lights down ah okay (laughs) that is a little better (laughs) um but it's intense man i mean at the end of it it's my shorts are like i jumped into a pool the towel that i'm working on you can wring it out right my whole every pore is sweating and it's crazy, man. It's like, <laughs> it's a mental mind fuck too. Right. Like the first time I did it at the end of it, it was like euphoria that I had never felt before. Wow. Damn. I'm not trying to be like the vegan kind of guy that's like, well, hey, you should do what I'm doing. Right. But it was just euphoria. And then they come around at the end of it, dude. And they put this cold towel over your forehead. Yeah. And the first time, dude, I almost came in my pants. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. It was the most intense thing ever. I was right, like, oh right. my God, all right, so, okay. <laughs> and oh, that's great. Then the second time we went, I, like, couldn't get out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in a really bad mental place, okay. and it fucking was horrible. Uh, so just as high as I was the first time, the second time, I was just so low. Right. Like, my body felt good, but I felt, like, the worst about myself ever oh okay and then then like they put the cold towel on your head and i almost started crying damn you know so i went from like almost orgasm to like almost crying <laughs> so it was like a relationship yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> but i'm uh but yeah i mean it's it's been really intense and i'm i'm loving it so far i've nice. only went three times but hey if you're yeah. still doing it that's great yeah so that's kind of my new um at least exercise thing right i didn't want to start on the fucking first of january because then i knew i'd just quit you know it wasn't a resolution thing i just wanted to start doing something right well that's actually a pretty good segue because of how long we've been talking that's a good segue into what your plans for 2018 are yeah so um i've got a lot of ideas about what i want to do okay and none of them are solid (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, music right now, I really don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, I don't know what we're doing at all. Um, Understood. I know that we're writing. Nice. But I, I, and we have, 
we have an idea of what we want to do once we actually start getting something that is something we want to release. Okay. Um, we have an idea with that. Nice. Um, but you know, like I've got a lot of ideas. Um, I still want to fucking finish writing a book that's really heavy on my mind. Can't wait to read that. I know. Oh yeah. If it ever gets written. (laughs) Well, right. right. But I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. I, I honestly, I want to start a podcast. Damn. Um, not even like music oriented, just Mm -hmm. everything. Just like anything that I want to talk about, do that. I'd like to do it as a video podcast, probably. As long as I'm allowed on the show, that's all I care about. Absolutely. I, you'll probably be my first guest. Sweet. If well, I, if I, want I your, do it. I want your podcast to succeed, though. So maybe I shouldn't be the first guest. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Like, this is a new mentality that I have this year. Okay. Is that uh, I really don't plan on making anything quote-unquote succeed. <laughs> all right. So you take that pressure off. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm taking all the pressure off of anything in my life, and I am just going to do the things that I want to do. Nice. That's a good way to look that's, at things. That's my new mentality for this year, is just, if people like me, mm-hmm. it'll work. If people don't like me, it'll still work because I did it because I wanted to do it. Right. And I thought I had that mentality um, last year. Mm-hmm. I thought I had it in writing remarkable but this is a completely different this one's almost a nihilistic way <laughs> ah okay all right yeah interesting like uh like oh, fuck no one gives a fuck anyways might as well do it <laughs> you'll have fun right you know right yeah i think uh my philosophy like my lifestyle they, I, th- I think they've already made a big change in 2018 damn all right yeah interesting all right gray I think that's a great place to leave things for right now. Obviously, you're going to be back on the show in 2018. There's no doubt about that. I love ending the anniversary show this way. So obviously, just like previous shows, I'll have links in the description of the episodes so that people can get everything charlatan and support you in whatever you're doing. I know you just mentioned you're not really sure what you're going to be doing with music right now. Is there any way that people can support you at this time? Yeah, if, if everybody could just, you know, continue listening to our music mm-hmm. on Spotify or whatever the hell you listen to it on, you know, YouTube, whatever. Um, honestly, like, trying to get in contact with us, you know, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or whatever, it's always nice to just, it's nice to have contact with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I don't think we have anything to sell. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if you could, if you could just, if they could listen to our music also maybe uh check out heath's project that he's working on it's like a multimedia thing called uh top coat right um that would be appreciated um keep your ear to the ground because you know we will be doing something i just don't know what right but it will be big <laughs> oh all right like hearing that so yeah that is a great place to end this anniversary show of ian hates music and we're going to do this right This is going to be a little different for final words. So I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. And you have twice the number. Thanks, man, dude. This is is really fun. I love it every time we do it. Thank you so much to you as well, man.
Yo. Oh. 